Hey, thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope that you'll be able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope that this message will be an inspiration to you and that you'll find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. What's going on, everybody? I want you to look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor you're the prettiest one in this room. I just hooked some singles up. Y'all been wanting to say that forever. You're welcome. I am Real Talk Kim, and I'm so honored to be here. I want to, man, give a great honor and salute to your pastors. Thank you so much, Pastors Carl and Alice Stevens. I love me some y'all. I'm so thankful that y'all love me because I'm out there. I'm a lot. And they just love me. And I want to thank Pastors Johnny and Jamie Wilson. Thank you so much. Y'all got some good people up in here. How many of y'all came to church today feeling heavy? Come on, what happens in Faith Assembly stays in Faith Assembly. Some of y'all need to throw your whole hands up, your feet. Like, come on. I'm naming this sermon today, God Set Me Free From Me. You're like, girl, back up. I don't even know you yet. God set me free from me. Somebody say it. Prophesy it. Not set me free from my spouse. Not set me free from my job. Not set me free from this situation. But set me free from me because I have encountered in my life that a lot of times when we are stuck in a season, and allowing a season to define our lifetime is because we are in our own way, right? I mean, we have walked through this pandemic. Man, has this pandemic worn y'all out? No, we still here. It ain't worn us out. It's giving us a time to reset, right? Like when we started walking through this pandemic, I think that all of us that were used to church and just going and playing church and like, I receive, you know, there's always one of those in church. I receive, wow. She's sitting like by herself. You know what I'm saying? We're like, oh no, girl. Uh." But she's made it through some things, you know, so she's loud. But we found in this season that a lot of people that went to church, a lot of people that, that had been raised in church all of a sudden, we, rece- we, we realized that it wasn't just about receiving, but walking in it. And so many times in our lives, man, we look at church and we take it for granted. And we look at our connect groups. You got incredible connect groups here at Faith Assembly. And we got all kinds of avenues for you to stay connected. But this pandemic has isolated us, right? Y'all, these masks, we all look like a bunch of bank robbers running around, don't we? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, if you're a bank robber, you're like making it right now. You're like, you ain't even got to hide. Nobody even thinks anything of you. Now, if you don't have a mask, you're the weird one. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to hide behind that mask. And what we found is a lot of times in our life, we are allowing things that stumped us up. They have told in statistics that most of the things that we're walking around with as grown adults happened to us when we were children. And it's almost like we don't really believe that God got off of the throne and onto the cross for us. Why? Why don't we believe that? Because somewhere in our lives, we made a bad choice. Anybody ever made a bad choice? Anybody, yo, look, I I need to throw my whole self into the pot. Like you told me I could, and I'd be like, I can, just not with you. 
I mean, my parents would pray for me. I'm, thank God for my mama, because I was a preacher's kid. Y'all know what they say about preacher's kids. It's all true. It's all true. All true. I was the one that you would tell on me, and I'd go. I'd let her go and spin you around and let you fly. I would. People still going to therapy for me 48 years later. You know what I'm saying? And it's because a lot of times when you feel like you take 10 steps forward and 20 steps back, it's because there's a call of God on your life. Anybody ever felt like that? I take 20 steps forward and 100 steps back. Anybody? Some of y'all said it on the way to church. Y'all don't know y'all don't fall all the way to church. You're screaming and yelling at your kids. Sit down, Jesse. Fighting with your husband. The whole time we're singing, Jaira, you are enough. You're thinking, God, get him. I'm not cooking supper for him for the rest of this week. Get him! Right? And we wonder why we're not blessed, right? Because people see our deeds, but God sees our heart. And where does the enemy get us? The enemy gets us in our distractions. He can't take us out, so he's wearing us out. And he's doing it with us. Right? Always pointing fingers and the threes pointing back at us. So I want to talk to you today about a man that blamed everybody else for 38 years. Somebody say 38 years. I'm going to make some of y'all feel so much better because some of y'all just been struggling for five. Some of y'all still going to Eleanor, that therapist, and every week she's like, how does that make you feel? You're like, I don't know. That's why I'm here. Because really, in reality, we are getting used to the pain. That deprivation and pain, that depression, that fear. We're running from cocoa. That's COVID. <laughs> we all don't know what's getting us where. And we're living in fear and we're scared. And that's what this man had to feel. So I want everybody to turn to John 5, 1 through 9. And when you get it, say, I got it. Even if it's that. We made it so easy for y'all at church. Anybody ever felt like you were lacking something? Anybody? Anybody? I want you to think about it. What do you, what do you, what do you feel you're lacking? What do y'all feel you're lacking? I was in special ed my whole life. I literally had a pair of pro. I remember looking in the mirror, feeling my face, thinking maybe I'm drooling and don't know it. <laughs> because the enemy knew I was going to write five bestsellers by the time I was 40. No, 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 no. I didn't write my first bestseller until I was 40. So there's hope for you. 40 years old. So I go through life feeling like I have a deficiency because I say beautiful instead of beautiful. And I still don't know where commas go. If you read my post, you're like, what in the world real talk Kim trying to say? In fact, I get the grammar police coming after me every day to slay me. Kim, you are so anointed. But can you push spell check before you push sin? I'm like, no! Figure it out. But it's because the enemy knew that if I can keep her feeling stupid, that she won't write books that's going to set millions free. If I can let that relationship in, that you ran away, you ran away from your house, you got married thinking he was your Boaz and he ended up being... I'm being nice up in faith assembly. He wasn't your boy ass. He's your bozo. I'm having to be very careful and strategic with my words. And now you're stuck. 
and you're allowing what happened and you're just, you're loyal to a mistake and we won't let it go. Feeling like we're lacking in that area. Maybe feeling like a mistake has tainted your life. Isn't it crazy how we will be in the presence of an unlimited God and we will stay stuck? Walk up in here and feel like we got, y'all don't even got to put no fruit at his, at his feet. You ever go to those nail salons and you see Buddha? They don't even dust him. You ain't got to give him apples. I don't know about y'all, but I need, I need a God that went, pff, pff. he put the stars and, and the moon into place. In six days, he created 7.7 billion people. All of us different. Some with big behinds, some with no behinds. Some of us with big old five-finger foreheads, and some of us, we ain't got no forehead. That's the kind of God I need. I need the kind of God that when I hit rock bottom, I find out who the rock is at the bottom. I said I wasn't going to scream because I'm a faithful sibling. <laughs> but we pray prayers. I just want to be closer to you, Jesus. And he said, what are you talking about? I'm right here. You've been praying about God blessing you. I'm waiting on God, real talk, Kim. I'm waiting on God. No, he's waiting on you. He's saying class participation, girl. Class participation, husband. You want something to change? Wherever you're praying, God, heal my marriage with little Jesse. He's six years old, sleeping in the middle of y'all. It's never changed me, Lord. Get me over, put my kid before my husband. It's always God fix my relationship without me having to do anything, right? It's taking your little boy out of the middle of you and your husband and going home tonight and turn on some very white or light old Richie. Hello? Is it me you're looking for? He like, who are you and where's my wife? It's a new season. It's a new day. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. But we look here and we see in John, it says, later on, there was a Jewish feast. It was a festival. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, there's a pool which is called, in Hebrew, Bethsaida. There were porticos. They laid there great numbers of people who were sick, blind, lame, withered, depressed, confused, living in their mistakes, living in betrayal, angry, not trusting anybody. They were all laying at this pool of Bethesda and they were waiting for the stirring of the water for an angel of the Lord went down into the pool at an appointed season and stirred up the water. The first one to get in after the water was stirred was healed of his disease. There was a certain man who had laid at that pool of Bethesda for 38 years. When Jesus noticed him lying there helpless, knowing that he had been in that condition a long time, he said to the man, do you want to get well? I bet that man was like, duh. No, I think I'll just stay here. Well, he did. He says, sir, this is the invalid, the invalid. He said, sir, he said, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred. And while I'm coming to get into it myself, dragging myself, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, 
boy, get up. Get up and take up your pallet and walk. Immediately, the man was healed and recovered his strength. Not next week, not in 28 days, not when God brought him a wife. Not when God gave him that child or the other child or the other child. Not when God gave him a better, a better job. No, he said, get your tail up. The man was probably like, man, I feel like it's, I'm a turtle stuck in peanut butter. I can't move. Because when you're stuck in a situation for so long, you lose your direction, right? I researched this man, and I'm going to take a spin on this that I ain't heard preached yet, except by me. It's probably out there, but don't go Google it. The spin is, it doesn't say the man was lame in his legs. It said he was stuck at the pool of Bethesda waiting for somebody to put him in. It didn't say he couldn't walk. Didn't say he didn't have any legs. It said that he was laying by the pool of Bethesda. That leads me to believe that something in his life happened and in his mind, the traumatic experience left him in a place that he didn't know the way out of. How many times in our lives do we get married thinking that we're gonna be rocking on a front porch at 50 years old and then about 28 years into the marriage, they say, I don't love you anymore. And we get stuck. How many times do we raise our children to be in church and now they like, I am atheist. And you're like, boy, you're panicked. You're wringing your hands. They, they, they keep, you keep sending them away to rehab and they come back and they fall again. Can't get free of this right here. And so you're going to lay at the pool of Bethesda. You're going to come to faith assembly every Sunday. You're going to listen to some of the greatest preachers in the world, but you're never going to believe it's for you. It's for somebody else around me that's more qualified than me. I lost everything at 36 years old because of my mouth. I told a dude for 18 years, married to him, gave me two beautiful children. But because I was so broken, I married this dude and for 18 years, I'm like, I don't need no man. I woke up one day and didn't have one. I was like, what happened? He's like, you don't need no man. I said, God, what are you going to do about this? He said, nothing, but you are. Because if you don't want to, I don't know where y'all's God. Y'all's like, y'all like, Jesus is like, rock baby. When he's talking to you, not me, he, he's from the south side of heaven. When God talks to me, he like, he like the thug comes out of him. You know what I'm saying? He like, girl, get up. Stop repeating these cycles. I got work for you to do. And I remember I had to move back in with my mom and daddy. That was my pool of Bethesda. Moving back in with her, I left her at 18 years old. Ran out of Bible school, Pastor Rod Parsley. He said, girl, I ain't gonna bless that relationship. I was like, boy, bye. I did everything he told me not to do. I set my life up for failure. I was mad at God because it was raining. I was mad at God for the storms I created. Going through my life, repeating cycles. My poor children had to watch this train wreck. And I made up in my mind at about 37, 38 that I'd quit crying. I was crying every day, Lord. If you don't bring me a husband, I done ran one off. If you don't bring me a husband, I'm going to go on eHarmony.com, BigDaddy.com. 
takermail.com and I'm going to help you. Because you know, ain't nobody going to break in my house to get me. And I remember God was like, go ahead. Go ahead. Because that's what you've done your whole life. Or do you want to put a do not disturb upon your heart? And you want to stop being pitiful and find your power? Because I'm ready to restore everything the devil has stolen. Even the choices you created, Kim. I was so busy nay-naying and not pray-praying. I would only pray-pray when I needed him. You know what I'm saying? And here I am, like the man at the pool of Bethesda, losing everything, moving in with my mom and daddy, couldn't buy cheese with my credit. What are you going to do? I'm 37. And God spoke to me, said, get up. I'm like, what does that look like? He said, get up. I'm a lamp into your feet and a light into your path. Stop thinking about what you've lost and praise God for what is coming. Because nothing, y'all listen to me in this room. We've lost a lot during this pandemic. Nothing you've lost is greater than what God is going to bring in to your future. That's a fact, Jack. How do I know it? It says in his word, over 3,000 promises in the word of God. That's for you. It doesn't matter if you were a bad, bad birdie. It doesn't matter if you were the black sheep of your family. It doesn't matter if you were like the apostle Paul that used to be Saul that did everything they said he did. It doesn't matter if you were Jonah and told go one way and you went and went the other way. He will send a big old fish. He told that big old fish. He said, fish, go follow Jonah. You're going to need transportation back to where I told you to be in the first place. (laughs) Why? Because he's a good, good father. Uh Uh-huh. See, breakthrough happens when you confront what isn't right in your life. God's showing you red flags. How many of you trying to turn them green? I see the red flags. I know one thing that I've learned in this journey is that God is not a God of chaos and confusion. He's a God of peace. You know these people that are always chasing the devils? The devils ain't even running. They, they burning sage in their house every other day. You know what them sage is doing? Y'all burning that sage, that, that nasty smelling paper in your house with the windows down. The devils are just running all over the house trying to get out of your house. They don't want to be with you either. So who needs to do something in your life that's physical? I don't want to keep repeating these cycles. My Bible says, your Bible too, that once you come to know me, he's, he, he, all old things are passed away and I've made things new in your life. That means he lives here. If he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, then you, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You got the same power in you to begin able to walk through your house and lay hands on your house instead of wringing your hands, praying for the, I, yo, I'm all about laying hands on you. I will lay hands and get every demon out of you in a heartbeat. And it won't take but two seconds, okay? I ain't scared. The devil looks under his bed every night to see if I'm under there. I am a spiritual ninja. But you got the same power I got. And God loves to use people with the worst past to create the best futures. He is so quick to turn things around. He says in Numbers 23 and 19, he says, God is not a man that he should lie. 
he is neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? He's saying, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I will literally look at my post. I'll put up a prophetic word on my post. People are like, I like it better whenever you were telling me, you know, straight to it instead of telling me by the end of this week, you're going to see a breakthrough. Who said I'm going to see a breakthrough? I said, well, you ain't. You ain't going to receive no breakthrough because you're trying to dissect the breakthrough. Thieves don't rob empty vaults. If you're going through a fight, then you got it in you to get forward, move forward, get out of it, right? God's birthed it in you. See, you know sometimes when you're in a storm, we don't need reasons for why we're in the storm. We need faith. Faith ain't faith until faith is all you got left. Anybody in here ever been in a storm and you didn't do nothing? Anybody ever married the storm? Huh? Huh? Anybody ever walked through a season where you disobeyed God and you found yourself losing everything? Can't buy cheese with your credit either. It's all right, girl. God is a restorer. See, so hard when we feel like something was avoidable. And the enemy is over here making you feel like the man at the pool of Bethesda. God can use, somebody say this with me, God can use bad decisions to get you to your destiny. You don't even need college. You got free life college. Because when they wrote you off, God was writing you back on. If we allow ourselves to get stuck in the reason, we miss the revelation. Right? I was built for this. Somebody say that. I was built for this. I was built for this pandemic. I was built to crush depression. I was built to overcome what I'm walking through. Are you living and allowing your problems to be your prison? Are you living with your excuses day in and day out? Have you ever seen those people who don't look like what they say they're going through? You ever seen those people that say, I'm on Weight Watchers. I lost 50 pounds. You're like, where? Y'all ever seen them, right? You see these people that they don't look like what their actions are pretending to be. Or how about that person that you followed into church today with the fish on the back of their car that cut you off and gave you the finger? The heavenly language. And now you're sitting by them in church and you like looking at them. You can't even worship looking at them going, get them, God. I wouldn't be sitting in that side over there because the lightning is about to strike. Right? Those people who are forever on Weight Watchers but never see a difference. Those people that have gone to counseling forever but decide they're going to just stay right there because they like the attention being broken gets them. This place where breakthrough can begin is called honesty. We want God to just fix things without us doing anything. We all have conditions. Some of us are able to hide them easier. Now with the filters, the filters will have you looking at people on social media. You'll be living through these filters. You'll be living through, honey, you are 98 years old, but you look 30. That baby doll filter is straight from heaven. It'll allow you to look at social media and you will see all of a sudden that woman's husband, her husband looks like he stepped out of GQ and yours looks like he stepped out of DQ. And you are mad. She juices everything, even her peanuts. And I burn my HelloFresh. 
And all of a sudden, you're following all of these things, and you're looking at all of these, and the enemy's laughing at you. He's saying, oh, you're getting stuck. You're going to think that there's no way out for you, right? What area of your life today do you feel stuck? you got to make a mark of the area in your life where something needs to change. God, I need breakthrough in my marriage. But nobody ever says, I'm selfish. Help me wash my mouth. Right? And then pride creeps in and ruins everything. God, help me get free from me. I am the queen, y'all. Because I'm going to tell y'all something. When I got free, I got free from listening to preaching on the way to work and coming home. I was a mama of two. And I realized, man, if this house catches on fire, my kids ain't going to help me get out. They were scared of Corella DeVille. I was making those kids pay for choices I made. And finally, one day I'm going to work and I'm having a little talk with Jesus. Just a little talk with Jesus. I'm talking to Jesus, man. I'm like, God, take this pain away. He says, no, you get up and walk away from it. I need you to get up and I need you to walk away from it. And I'm going to hold you. I'm your comforter. I'm your friend. I am there. I'm going to hold you up. The Bible says, y'all, the Bible says it. It says that, 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 that the life, the life is going to hit you. Things are going to go wrong in your life, but he is the one that's going to comfort you. That's why the enemy makes you get mad at God when your grandma dies or your daddy dies or your mom. I mean, we've seen so many family members die in this last season and we're so sad about it, not realizing that we got a legacy to carry out in their lives, right? We got to learn to mourn and move. But so often in life, we don't look at the changes that need to take place. We just walk around saying, I need a breakthrough. I need a breakthrough. Instead of praying something like, God, create in me a clean heart. God, do something in my life that's going to make me. I think sometimes, y'all, I was raised United Pentecostal. And United Pentecostal, like, like if my daddy would put you in hell. Now, he got the grace message years later. Thank you, Jesus. As you can tell, I got delivered but we were united Pentecostal, which meant we couldn't watch the one-eyed demon, that TV, which we're probably been good about right now. Women couldn't cut their hair. Women couldn't wear, they couldn't show them elbows because you know these elbows are so sexy. <laughs> They're going to make every man fall. Okay. <laughs> and there was just no grace. There was no mercy. Thank God later on during the years, my daddy came out and was like, man, that's some hogwash. I'm like, yeah, after I was laughed at for wearing blue jean skirts and kids to school every day. But I started realizing that as we came out and I started to have my own personal relationship with God, which wasn't until 36, 37, 38. I wasted a whole year being like that man at the pool of Bethesda. God walks up to this man. He walked up to me so many times. And he would say things, the same thing he said to the man, do you really want to change? Not, do you want it to change? Do you really want change? Jesus says, do you want to get well? Not, do you want to feel better? He's saying, I am the first and the last man. I am in you. So Jesus walks up to this man. Jesus says, come on. The pool represented a place of comfortable in your dysfunction. That was me at my mama's house crying every day. You don't have to beg God. I was begging God for what he had already died for me for. 
Same as you. You don't have to convince people. When God decides to work in your life, he will show out on the scene. It's the coolest thing ever. You ain't even got to clap back. You're just like, just, just wait. I hope you ain't sleeping on me. And I hope you get your rest if you are. Because you thought the curtain had closed, the production was over. But God had to close the curtain in order to set up for the next scene. It's finding in yourself, right? Here's what he says. He don't have to beg. He says, the man said, sir, I have no one. I can hear God thinking the same thing he thinks about a bunch of us. I did not ask you that. I didn't ask you. I said, as long as you got a pulse, I got a plan for your life. Ain't it crazy how we literally will be in the presence of God and walk out angry and bitter. A lot of children, pastor's kids especially, aren't in church to this day because they watch their parents live one way at church and one way at home. Because we don't know how to really believe what we're sitting in church hearing every Sunday. The poor represented comfortability. See, faith has the ability to override the facts. He says, I have nobody to help me in the pool. I'm laying in that bed saying, I'm never going to recover. I'm the laughing stock of my family. I was raised, if you get divorced, you're going to hell on a slip and slide. I was like, Lord, grease that thing out with Crisco so it can at least be fun. Because I'm going to hell. When I realized that I wasn't going to hell, I had to get up. I had to take my life back. Breakthrough begins where excuses end. We are busy trying to get Jesus to come down. And Jesus, after hearing all of this man's reasons and doctor's excuses, someone is always getting before me. They keep blocking me. They keep, 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 keep. Always excuses. I'm going to wait until I get a little bit older to jump all the way in with Jesus. I want a full-time God on a part-time relationship. Jesus simply says in John 5, 8, get up. Get up. Tell yourself, get up. While you're waiting for God to come down, God is waiting on you to get up. Get up. Move your big old thick thigh. Get up. Maybe your breakthrough happens when you stop waiting and start telling God to change it. He said, God, change me. Do a work in me. Spring up a well in my soul. This is a place where breakthrough begins. Right here in Faith Assembly, today, I remember for so long, I would get up and preach. I lost everything at 36. I preached my very first sermon. I thought I'd lost everything. I thought there was no hope for me. Left Bible school. And here I am at 36 years old, back at her house, and came by cheese with my credit. Now she's my road dog, because we good now, because we both older, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I'm laying in that bed. And God tells me, get up. Stop going back. Stop talking to people that keep talking about your past and put them in your past. Take those people you got in your VIP section that won't let the past go. Put them up in that balcony in the nosebleed. Tell them to watch you from a distance. And I, I love you, but I love you from up there. Because I can't get free with you drilling holes in my boat. 
And I found myself at this place crying out to God. And at 40 years old, I'm sitting on the side of the road in this knockoff Bentley. It was a 300 Chrysler. It looked like a Bentley on the outside. That joker wasn't no Bentley. You hear me? Every day on 75, coming home from my retail job of putting makeup on people, I would get in that car and I'd see smoke coming out of my car. <laughs> Finally, I was so delivered that if a mosquito bit me, it would have gotten saved. And I'm sitting in that car and I'm watching the smoke coming out and I'm tired, but I'm free. And I'm thinking, God, you think of everything. You've given me my own smoke machine. <laughs> and I pull my phone out and I hold my phone up and I'm thinking, God, you're giving me a word. And I said, hello, awesome people. Are you sitting on the side of the road feeling like God's forgotten about you? Baby, you're 40. Your kids think you're a joke. Today, get up. Take your life back. You got oil on your life now because when you could have given up, you got up. I was at the pool of Bethesda and instead of holding on to all that they were saying, that was true. Everything they were saying about me was true. But I wasn't that person no more. All of a sudden, that video wasn't even that good, y'all. It wasn't that revelatory. But it went viral. All of a sudden, these rappers were sharing it. I'm sure it was the mohawk and the big glasses. All of a sudden, these people are sharing this video, and they're saying, man, this is some good cuss word. I'm like, yes, we're breaking religious barriers. But before I knew it, I was getting thousands and thousands of people following me. Then people were coming and saying, can you come preach at my church? I'm like, did you know I've been divorced? They're like, girl, yeah, we Googled you. I'm like, oh, can you come preach at my church? I went from making $13 an hour, nine, $13 an hour. Went to nine to 13. I went from Belt, Kmart on crack to Bloomingdale's. At 40 years old, that video goes viral and I get to go start preaching. Nobody ever saw me as a preacher. I was a special ed. I, rode, I drove men off with my mouth. And I had no friends. If I would have died, I wouldn't have had a Facebook memorial page. And all of a sudden, I find myself getting to go preach all over the world. Then I write a book. The very kid that I thought I destroyed, Lincoln Presley. I had Morgan Scotland, Lincoln Presley, 25 and 27 years old now that work with me in ministry. I just turned 49 years old. I thought my life was over at 36. But at 49, I realized I'm just getting started. Why? Because I got up. Stand on your feet. Get up. Get up. Get up. Your life may not be where you want it to be. Maybe your marriage is loveless. Maybe your pride's in the way. Maybe you're at the pool of Bethesda and you're dancing with the depression. 
You can't let go of the grief. You don't know how to mourn and move. If God can do it for me in nine years, now my son goes into, into, into Barnes and Noble. I'm a whole published author. Special Ed. He goes up into Barnes and Noble and he shows an Insta story. He said, I can't get away from this woman. He said, who else goes in Barnes and Noble and sees their mom on the top shelf staring at them? He watched me go from laying in my bed to changing the world. He watched his mama go from hating people to loving little thumbnails. Millions of y'all. And I get to love the hell out of you. You know what that hell is. I, don't y'all don't, don't send me no letters. I meant hell like bad. All over the world. If you're in this place today, and I got some hell in my life, Kim, that I can't let go of. I want so bad to believe that God can do in my life what he did. Y'all, I could buy all y'all a house now. Remember my credit? But I ain't going to buy you a house. You're going to buy your own. Because Amos 9.13 says it won't be long now. God's decree said things are about to happen so fast your head is about to spin. It's your season. Say it's my season. If you don't know who Jesus is, you got to know who he is. Yo, one day without us even knowing it, we're going to hear, bah, bah, bah. that's a horn. And God's going to split the sky and you're going to go to heaven or hell. I want you to live by me in Graceland Circle. Because the Holy Ghost body, because the Holy Ghost body don't stop. My house is going to be a Holy Ghost party. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thanks for joining with us in our pursuit of getting closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.